Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Jason Mutford. And Jason is going to talk. He's a concerned citizen. He's uh, gone to many common council meetings. And he's going to talk about the state of politics in the city of Albany. So, Jason, I know you keep... um, Keep informed on what's going on. What's your overall view of what is going on? Well, uh, as as I stated several years uh, earlier when I started going to common council meetings, uh, Albany is effectively broken. Um, and it all comes down to the motto on our flag, which bears one single word, uh, assiduity, which means attention to detail. And it seems that we just let the details in this city fall apart. It's known uh, for being a pothole capital of the capital region. Um, we've got a common council that will let citizens speak, but then it feels like for the most part, most of them just kind of do what they were going to do anyway. Um, you know, I know they're not allowed to respond during public commentary, but it seems like even in the decisions they're making, they're still choosing to not really respond to concerned citizens. Um, There are some good members on the Common Council that individually do, but as a unit, they don't. And they're still the better choice because they at least have a chance of hearing you or possibly picking up your ideas and running with them. Um, Good luck with our current mayor, Kathy Sheehan. She keeps getting on the news, including CNN news she got on for... um, for gun violence and and urban issues there. And she keeps saying, we need to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation. Well, if you ever try to talk to Kathy Sheehan, she doesn't return a phone call. She doesn't have the conversation she say we need. And so why would anybody vote for something like that? I mean, that's just absolutely miserable to feel disenfranchised almost intentionally. It's, it's like an abusive relationship where your partner tells you, this is what we need to fix the things that are broken about us, and the, does everything to stand in the way of that suggestion. And so as far as I'm concerned, I really hope we have a, a lame duck mayor there that, that she's on her way out. I know she's running for a third term, but you know, at this point, almost anybody knew would be better because I feel like they'd actually want to try to fix the issues the citizens bring up instead of running for an agenda that I, I think she feels entitled to run with. Uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, she waived most of her income, her, may, her mayoral income, and that looks great mm-hmm. on the surface, but what it really means is she's not really accountable. And, and I, you know, what do you have as leverage over, over someone like that when they say, just give me the dollar you legally have to give me, but... Uh, I'm doing this job at, out of the goodness of my heart. Well, no, but you're now also not accountable to us citizens. You just do the job because you're there, and, you know, you, you paid for the right to be there. So you feel somewhat entitled to do what you want to do. And that's not, that's not democracy. That's really not. So that's, I think, part mm-hmm. of the state of where we are. Mm-hmm. So do you think the Common Council members as of right now are more accountable to the people? Uh, They're more accountable. Um, It's a little bit, 
they're positioned closer to their communities. They don't necessarily have to interact with whole city. They're interacting with their 15th of a city. Um, they're probably more accessible. Um, you know, it's, it's sad to say I've kind of given up hearing back from my council person that I just stopped reaching out to them. Um, but I, I think it's easier, the, the closer you are to the citizenry, the easier it is that citizens' voices are heard. But the real basic problem here in Albany is each layer is that much more of a tremendous step away, whereas, I mean, it's supposed to be layered, but each step shouldn't be as far apart as, as what Albany City is experiencing. If I have an issue and I bring it to a council person, they should be able to, you know, have those discussions, bring those topics up in the, in the ordinances and the resolutions that they bring to the table, and they also certainly need to push back more on the mayor's office because it really seems like they just rubber stamp more often than not. So when you talk to your friends and neighbors that live in the city of Albany, do they feel the same way you do? I'm a little bit further out there than they are, but um, I think I express an agitated, um, I express an agitation what they express in just plain old giving up. Like, they just don't want to be bothered by the city, but they absolutely don't expect the city to also live up to any standard whatsoever. Yeah, things get plowed. Yeah, trash gets picked up. Like, whatever. But then they got to call in the potholes. I don't understand how a city which knows it gets potholes every single year has no plan whatsoever to fix potholes consistently. And they have to rely on us citizens to go to see, click, fix, or call 434 City. Um, which, by the way, calling 434 City is not always the solution. Uh, I got hung up on this year because I wanted to express that I think there was a bigger pattern with my road and potholes happening twice a year. And the instant I said something along the lines of, I feel this is something like almost intentionally not fixing the road, uh, the person on the other end of the phone call said, excuse me, sir, I don't tolerate this. Goodbye. Click. Well, that's wow. part of the problem. That's part of the problem right there. And when I get this December, when the plows came by, um, there's been a perennial problem that they pushed the snow so aggressively from the travel lane, they're driving so fast with the plows, the snow will come up from the travel lane and be flung over a parking lane, over a patch of grass, and land on the sidewalk I've already cleared. Well, it got worse this year when one of the plows, I was facing the other way shoveling, one of the plows comes through and I get hit with 20 pounds of snow. I heard nothing from the mayor's office when I called. I heard nothing from DGS when I called. Eventually, I called it in as a hit and run, and for that, I had a cop show up and tell me he didn't have time to put up with my crap. I said, sir, you could have picked up the phone to call me and saved yourself the trip because clearly you're pressed for time. And he refused to call it a hit and run, by the way. He was concerned. He would have done paperwork if there was damage to my car. But damage to a human being, I got grief. That's the state of Albany. Like, why? Why is that the state of Albany? I'm a human being who got hit with 20 pounds of snow. If I hit you with a bowling ball, it's assault. 
So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, like, all I really want, I don't, wasn't even looking to sue the city. I don't care about that. I just want them to not do that kind of behavior because guess what? Not everybody is as able-bodied as I am. What if that was a 60-year-old out there shoveling, looking the other way, didn't know a plow was coming, snow gets thrown 15 feet, and now they can't shovel because their knee is out? Why is that an issue they refuse to talk about? I'm looking to fix the problem. I'm not looking for a payout. We need to have a conversation, Kathy. Yeah, but she didn't return the phone call. It is ridiculous that this city doesn't really want to hear its people but then begs and say, we can't do this without you. That's abusive. That's now, would, plain you, old. would you say that, I'm sorry, would you say that this, uh, that the source of the problem is people not really getting involved as they should be? You think that that's oh, yeah. one of the reasons? One of the reasons is uh, even before the pandemic hit, Unless there was a specifically advertised hot-button issue, common council meetings maybe had seven people interested to speak, and the audience maybe would fill up to about 25 or 30 people in a city of nearly 90,000. There's no pressure that the citizens are putting on. And I totally get it, because what if we decide to protest? Well, that leads down a pathway to expired pepper spray and rubber bullets we've seen extra intimidation. People don't want to fight the city. You keep hearing, oh, you can't fight City Hall. People are literally told, sit down and take it. This is how it is. And then as soon as they give up, out come the messages from our government saying, yeah, but we can't do it without you. And then you try to step up, but it doesn't get enough people involved. And those people who do get involved, give up. Just give up. You know, they see year after year after year, and nothing moves on certain issues. Look at what is it, the, the Albany Public Broadcasting. How many years has that issue been brought up time and again? Are they moving on that yet? I mean, mm. they just don't move on it. You, you personally, for years, were pushing for municipal Internet, right? Right. They are just mm-hmm. now finally trying to collect names to go on a committee to look at that issue. Right. It's taken years to do something, which, by the way, we were supposed to be the capital of Tech Valley. That was a big initiative all up and down the Hudson Valley, and Albany was supposed to be this amazing center of it. And yet the city of Albany is like, oh, let's be late to the game. Let's wait until after. Didn't we also get a, a cyber hack at one point? So let's wait until after that to even take internet issues seriously. Do you think another part of the problem could be the um, party structure? In other words, people who run for committee seats and um, do you think that they rubber stamp what the chairman says and what the chairman says is what Kathy says. Would you agree with that? When the climate up and down at every level is, I want your input so I can ignore it, it creates a learned helplessness. So if you're not the top of the party, 
you really don't get your agenda moved. And in fact, if you stick your head up and disagree with what the agenda is, you will start seeing yourself cut further and further out. That's what I see. Now the structure you, is broken. Were you, were you uh, born and raised in Albany? No, no right? uh, I moved to this. Yeah, I moved to this area at age 18, and so I've been here. It's been almost three decades now. Okay, three decades. So you moved here um, when Jenny, Jen, Jerry Jennings was mayor, or before? Oh yeah, no, I used to listen to Jennings on his radio show. Absolutely. Uh huh. Mhm. So, over the years, what would you say, has city government stayed the same, gotten better, or is getting worse? I think it's, I think it's a little bit getting better, call that one part, and then for every one part good, about four or more parts bad. I mean, I just referred to Jennings' radio show. He'd, he'd get on, he'd take sometimes uncomfortable phone calls, but every Friday mm-hmm. you could call up and say, I'm concerned. And, and he was accountable. He's being broadcast on radio having to answer. And maybe sometimes he didn't have an answer, and he'd have to say, i got to get back to you on that one. But week after week after week, it was something he knew he did, and therefore stuff had to actually have visible progress because he's visibly accountable. Well, that's dried up. We don't me, have that happening now. Let me ask you this question. You know, many people I talk to are not too fond of Kathy Sheehan. And a lot of <laughs> that's them... That's a polite criticize. way of saying what I've heard. And uh, people uh, talk about her, you know, and voice their displeasure. Now, if a majority of people are not very pleased with the mayor, and she knows it, and she's criticized for it. What's in it for her to run for a third term? Uh, I'm not entirely sure why she would want this job again, uh, other than she basically gets to run with her agenda. It, it's It's got to be a power thing. Um, I do I do want to insert one thing here. I'm, I am hypercritical of Kathy Sheehan as a mayor, but I thought she did a great job with the financials, whether she was in the mayor's office or beforehand. Like, there are definitely mm-hmm. strengths she has. It's just not being a mayor. That's not her strength. And she hurts the city by, by being there. But really, it goes back to what I said. If she, you know, she's going to come back in and – you know, once again, look really good. Oh, you don't worry about paying me. I'll do it for a dollar or whatever. But it's about her uh, trying to either have her own ego stroked or she's trying to wait for the right time and place to take a jump to a bigger position sometime. I don't know exactly what her uh, resume is going to show about the city of Albany and, and her mm-hmm. being mayor, but, you know, it's, it, it's. I think it's about the power. I don't think it's about the, you know, the payment. And as long as she hides behind closed doors, she doesn't really feel us 
you know, as citizens, um, putting the pressure on. She can just talk to the people she wants to talk to and doesn't have to respond to the rest of us. It's worked great for two terms so far. So is it really inconvenient to do it for a third term? No. What would you say is the solution? The solution is about an 80% reboot of people running this city Um, because there is such a culture of my way or the highway. And, and part, you know, Jennings was part of that too, but like it is, it is really rampant now in the Sheehan administration, but the rubber stamping the council does all of the departments that, you know, if there's a citizen complaint, they just don't reply. Um, You know, I'll give a very brief case in point. We just paid a lot of money to do rezone Albany because all of these houses were zoned the wrong way after 60 years of special exemptions and blah, blah, blah. So now I have the city coming after me saying I didn't register my house as a rental property. Well, my house is not a rental property. They rezoned it wrong. It's been a month. I have not heard back from any office whatsoever. I am fully expecting in the mail to get a second or final notice that if I don't if I don't comply with this lie in writing, I'm going to be brought to court or just levied with some fine. So it's, it's wrong paperwork. I'm just trying to clarify with them, hey, can we talk about what went wrong with this paperwork? No conversations whatsoever. So I'm going to try one more time, and if that doesn't work, I'm probably going to go to, like, Channel 6, Greg Floyd, you paid for, and say, well, what did we pay for? Why am I being harassed by my own city? They spent a lot of good money to a third party who did not produce results. And, and yeah. really, there's nothing left but to embarrass the people in power to say, look at how bad your job is. Evidently bad. Not my opinion bad. You put this in writing and registered mail and sent it to my house bad. That's the kind of stuff we need about 90,000 citizens to step up and put all of this in one pile and say, look how bad of a job you're doing. So you said you wanted this job, and you might get elected for this job. It's time you do this job, the boring parts of the job, the crossing of the T's, the dotting of the I's, the attention to detail, which is the assiduity, which is on the Albany crest. You so know, where I started this interview is where I just ended up. A lot of a lot of cities are in the same boat. Uh, there's crime, there's violence, mm-hmm. there's guns, mm-hmm. there's, and I don't see, from my perspective, I don't see any knight in shining armor in any of these cities. Would you agree? There are very few people who seem like they actually care enough to fix the problems. And their shining light is dimmed by all of what we have, all the systemic structure, tradition, patterns. You know, it's, I can see Albany, Albany would be a hard sell. We have a lot of urban blight. We have a lot of gun violence. We have a lot of potholes. We have a lot of disenfranchised citizens. 
you know, we've tried to get industry in here to, as, as if that was going to be the solution to all of our problems, but it's not that. That's, that comes after you fix some of the smaller things. So there have been occasional small, bright things that have happened in the city. A couple of blocks get revitalized. The hospital has been expanded. Uh, you know, parks, they're putting in more parks for, uh, you know, for school children age uh, folks because they're trying to actually build that together. They just refurbished Tivoli Park. So they're starting to fix some of this. But I feel like the th some of the things they have gone after to fix has been really low-hanging fruit and not the actual stuff the citizens want fixed first. And so it, it looks like yeah, but we're doing stuff. That's great. And that's all good stuff we want to eventually have done, but let's fix some of these bigger problems first. You know, let's, let's find a way where we can actually have less of a food desert. You know, let's find a way where we can have, well, the, the playground thing is good because that's going to hopefully encourage more, like, community that's not as structured on, say, urban violence, where it's about playing games and bringing people together. Um, but you're right, there's no shining star because Albany is a hard sell. Who would, who would, who would want to fix the city? It's going to be an uphill climb. It's got to be somebody who wants to fix the city, but who also, right, so Kathy Sheehan has that, but who also has answers. And I think that's where she comes up short. Well, you know, it's unfortunate that you feel this way and a lot of other people do because this is the state capital and we should be, you know, the best. We should have entertainment. We should have a lot more that, than we have now. And I, I find mean, wasn't, it so I'm sorry, like, say that so again? So I, I started to talk, but then I was going to let you continue. So finish your thought, and then I can jump back to mine. Okay. So, you know, I'd, li I'd like to see maybe like a, a, a mini Manhattan. I think we should have a lot more to offer the people that come into Albany because we are the capital. And so to uh, drive down like Clinton Avenue, with all of those X's on those buildings and stuff. You know, I remember uh, sitting at the Hollow right before the Aurora Games, and I saw, saw all kinds of buildings boarded up, and I thought to myself, is this what Kathy Sheen wants to show the world? And it's like, um, I think it's unfortunate. I think we could do a lot better. How do you feel? I agree, and I and I do have to say it's not Kathy Sheehan's fault that we started having the urban blight. Uh, I want to say it was in the late 90s, maybe maybe early 2000s. Um, there was a video uh, daily double on Jeopardy, and they used a picture from Arbor Hill here in Albany on national TV to represent the, the correct question, what is urban blight? So that's Oh, my there. God, really? Yeah, yeah, that's wow. actually true. Um, and yeah. so um, it, it, it's, we've had that problem. That's the, but 
but each mayor has not found the successful way to get that up and elevated, which is which is absolutely, you know, just reprehensible considering Troy has had revitalization in its urban areas. Now, they still have issues, but they have a vibrant downtown they did not have 20 years ago. Schenectady mm-hmm. is moving in that direction and, and has a fairly growing, vibrant downtown that they did not have 20 years ago. And here's Albany left in the dust. We have mm. local exemplars who have winning models and we're not able to implement it here. It's the tri-city area, but maybe it's just going to be the bi-city area as Albany gets left behind. And I know you, you can argue and say, oh, well, but they, as the capital, we don't have the tax base because we have all the government buildings and we have to do more with less. And every, Well, you know what, though? But how about you just at least start doing, do some of the things, get some of these companies in, to put restaurants and commerce and, and entertainment in places that will bring people to the city. You said earlier when people come to the city, they don't see much and it's embarrassing. And, yeah, but those are the people who are forced to come here because we're the capital. We're not really drawing people who want to come here. And the mm. other thing is think back to what was it, the 60s, and we were embarrassed when right. it was the Dutch, I forget what title they had, but of, came to our right. Yeah, and and so now we have Tulip Fest, and now we have like we had in the '60s a plan. It, did, it was not pulled off in the best way because it flattened the neighborhood, but we at least tried to address that concern. And so mm-hmm. if we had a more incorporated, community level kind of conversation for how do we get each of these neighborhoods to step up Mm -hmm. and to step up in synchronicity. So it's not just one neighborhood, although it could start with one, but to get all neighborhoods to elevate. Mm -hmm. So, Jason, we're just about out of time. So you've been listening to Jason Mudford. Um, This is Cynthia Pooler, focused on Albany. And I want to say what... I, um, WCAA, where my podcasts are broadcast on the radio, we're having a can and bottle drive on July 10th on the corner of Madison and South Swan Street between the hours of, of 11 and 3. So everybody listening, uh, please start uh, collecting your cans and bottles Bring it down on on the tenth, so that we could have money to expand WCAA, and I urge everybody to do so. Jason, thank you for being on Focus on Albany, and uh, thank you everybody for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for having me, Cynthia. As always. Uh-huh. <laughs>